Hello and welcome back to Beers in the Sheds for episode number 18, our NRL Grand Final special. I'm your host, Josh Donahoe, and I'm joined each week by my good mate, Daniel Friend. It's another one of our weekly podcasts where we chat about all things sport and beer, as well as some other random stuff that you chat about with good mates. Friendy, how are you on this Grand Final week, Eve, week, however you call it? <laughs> mate, I'm ready to go. I can't wait till Sunday. Uh, a couple of sleeps left. How are you feeling as a Parramatta fan, uh, more importantly? Yeah, it's pretty exciting. I mean, to have both teams in grand finals is a bit of a rarity, even though one got towed up, uh, talking about the Swans. Mm. Uh, but yeah, no, it's exciting to watch um, Eels fans. I mean, I don't watch as much league as I used to, but it's still pretty exciting. And, I'm, and a lot of my mates and to see the para, paratragic fans that uh, are out there, are, uh, it's going to be exciting. And they're, they're the underdog and they play uh, they play some pretty exciting footy. So they're going to give it a crack. Oh, yeah. So it should be a good game. Yeah, I, I think so too, mate. They're a really exciting team to watch. Uh, lots of momentum. They they love to use the ball out wide, and I, I guess we'll talk about that a little bit more in our tips and things like that. But um, we might get straight into it this week, Josh. We've got a bit of a, a bumper show, I'd like to say. And play of the week, mate, what caught your eye? I, I think I like this one. Yeah, it's been coming up on my feed a lot. Uh, it's not the AFL Grand Final. I'm trying to talk about that as, yeah. as least as possible because it was horrible. But no, if we're talking about cricket, uh, the big West Indian, Rakeem Cornwall, scored 91 off 54 balls. Um, I watched this innings, well, not this innings, the highlights of the innings. Um, yeah. He clobbered, well, he clobbered 11 sixes and two yeah. fours. I think there might have been a single in there, but it was actually probably worth two, but he's not great between the wickets, the big man. Um, but yep. he actually had a really slow start. If you watch some of the highlights, there's probably about four or five deliveries that beat the outside of the edge, hit him in the guts because he swung and missed, or he just can't get it away. It, it, I was like, wow, what a slow start. He's looking ordinary. And then he just flogged it around the park. So yeah, um, the big unit, he's six foot six or something, I think, and, yeah. and almost that wide. But uh but he's an all-rounder for the for the West Indies, so it was uh, yeah, it was just one of those innings that's a uh, you know pleasure to watch. So that was my that was my play of the week, buddy. He um, he gives hope to the everyday cricketer, doesn't he, Rakeem Cornwall? I think <laughs> absolutely. He, um, yeah, yeah. The that, big that's unit. the shape of many park cricketers, and he just kept uh, he kept going. Yep. Exactly right, and he bowls his little doorknob nude nut things as well, so he calls himself an all-rounder. So well done to Rakeem Cornwall. Um, my play of the week, mate, was. Actually, your Parramatta Eels, and I thought they were very gallant up in North Queensland. I, I thought they were gone. After 60 minutes, I thought they were absolutely gone. They were down 20 to 12, and they ended up coming back and winning 24 to 20 to qualify for the grand final this week. Every stat after the game, they lost. The one stat that they won was the one that counted, and that was the point. So, oh, wow. Um, All right. Yeah, they, they made more errors, they made less meters, they missed more tackles, everything. If if you had to show the stat sheet to just Joe Blow on the street, they would have said no way they won the game, but they did. And yeah, credit to them. And I, I wish them all the best this week, mate, particularly for yourself. Yeah, the humidity was meant to get to them, wasn't it? Wasn't that the call pre yeah. oh, they won't they won't be used to the humidity up there. They won't be able to play. But um yeah. I think the humidity is what made that ball look like it floated forward. I'm not sure. Yeah. It was just an illusion because of the humidity. Let's, yeah. let's maybe oh, leave that one there. I think we might have to, yeah. There's some disgruntled North Queensland fans uh, this week, I think. All right. Well, what about uh, around the grounds, mate, with everything else? What um, what have you seen in the, the world in general? 
Yeah, around the grounds for me, and th this one's pretty cool. Um, Dally M's obviously during the week, and that's the big award for the player of the season in the NRL. And I actually know this guy. Uh, he's a Yamina boy, Nico Hines, and he's a very humble young man. Um, and congratulations to him. He, he took out the Dally M. He ne nearly gave footy away about two or three years ago. Um, so he's done really well. He, he actually scored 38 points, which is the highest ever individual points tally in Dalian history. Really? Pretty cool. Yeah, pretty cool from Nico. He, he won by five points. He beat James Tedesco and Ben Hunt, who was the other favourite going in. But, yeah, he's, he's the new poster boy for probably the NRL at the moment. They, they love him. It's awesome. What was he? Why was he going to give the game away? What was he injured or just over it or he, a bit of? No, he's just he, he was just a bit older. So I think Nico's probably twenty five now, and he he was about twenty two, twenty three. He was in the manly system as a junior and got to about eighteen, sort of got cut and was playing reserve grade um, everywhere. He actually he played for the Sunshine Coast Falcons, won a comp up there. Um, he, he and Cooper Johns, Matty Johns' son, were the halves. Okay. And yeah, yeah. After that, um, Melbourne just threw him a lifeline, trained and trial deal about three years ago, and then from there, in three years' time, he's Dally M medalist. Uh, he's got a premiership ring with the Storm. He, he's been in Origin squads, and mate, absolutely rapid rise. Not bad from a, a boy from your minor. Yeah, that's awesome. Oh, well done to him, mate. Well done. That's it. How about you, mate? What about you for around the grounds? Yeah, well, I mean, the AFL Grand Final, I want to just talk about it quickly and then never speak of it again, really. Um, <laughs> the Swans were just dominated by Well, I'm going to start saying Geelong were very good. Yeah. Um, but the problem was Swans couldn't get their hands on the ball and they just yeah. – it was a very uncharacteristic game for them considering the year that they've had and considering the team that they are. Sure, there were some young players uh, as part of that team and, and maybe the occasion got too big for them, but I don't actually know if that was it. They just – they could not – win a possession, they couldn't string a run of kicks or, or, or handballs together, which I think I could probably count on one hand the amount of times I saw three or four um, connections downfield. And that is, that's their game. So um, yeah, look, disappointing end of the season. Great season though. So hats off to them for getting there, but um, it's always a shame when the grand finals are, are let down and you've got a good mate who's a Geelong fan that just likes to keep sticking it to you. So um, hats off to the Cats for playing well. I think they really... Um, they they almost won my play of the week because I don't know if you saw them for Mad Monday, but you know pre oh, pre pre match they're like the oldest team ever to play in a grand yeah. final. They're too old. So Mad Monday they've got grey wigs and Zimmer frames and coming out of yeah. you know um, buses on ramps and stuff. So yeah, a lot of hats awesome. off. They're good sense of humour and um, way too good for the Swans. Um, keeping with AFL, uh, Brad Scott I noticed got the nod. Uh, just recently to get the Bombers gig. We were talking up James Heard the other week, thinking he might mm. you know, get the gig. I wonder wonder why that didn't go ahead. But anyway, Brad Scott's a new yeah. coach there for Essendon. Uh, and in cricket, um, oh, I mentioned cricket earlier with uh, Rakeem's beginnings, but I also noticed that Roy uh, Andrew Simons has had the grandstand officially named after him in uh, Townsville, which is a nice nod to uh, an Aussie cricket legend. Yeah, that's a good touch, Dan. I think... He's obviously a big part of the Australian cricketing fabric for probably a good 10 years there, I'd say. Andrew Simons in the white ball sides and a little bit of test cricket as well. And, yeah, that's obviously a nice gesture from the guys up in Townsville. Yeah, nice to see. Nice to see. Okay, so, look, Obscure Sports is one of our fun segments. And, uh, well, we think it's fun. Hopefully someone else does. Yeah. We'll look at something a little bit unusual. Uh, this week we are looking at things like 
rituals and superstitions, whether it's around grand final or footy or fans, which there's usually plenty. Uh, do you want to kick yeah. one off, Randy? Yeah, well, myself, um, being a cricket player, I, I always pad up the same way. I always go right pad first, um, well, well, after a few other things. But, yeah, I, I always do things like that. So it's interesting to see what some of the other players or coaches or fans or things like that. The one I like, or there's, there's probably three that I like, and you see the footage of it all the time. When Roy Masters was coaching Western Suburbs and Tommy Radonikus and the other guys in the sheds, are literally standing there and slapping the crap out of each other in the face as a warm-up technique. Um, so I, I like that one. That, that was good. Um, big, bit of aggression for a big game. Speaking of aggression, Mark Spud Carroll, they reckon that before big games, so grand finals, origins, things like that, Spud needed two or three minutes alone with his lockup before the game. And he'd actually just punch it and, and bash it. And that would get him pumped up to run out on the field and do the same to the opposition, basically. Opposing uh, teams, then, opposing teams, dressing rooms and repair dude would have hated that. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Spud's been here. I agree. Yeah. And then Marco O'Mealy. Uh, this is probably my favorite, I reckon. The big ogre, big bald head. He would rub deep heat on his head to get him fired up for the game. And what? probably, literally, yeah. I um, wonder if that resulted in hair loss or if that was... Um... Well, it was already all gone. So, <laughs> maybe he's been doing it yeah. since he was a kid. Maybe, maybe yeah. Maybe that's what caused it. And I guess I, the... Yeah. So top of his head we're talking about here because I can tell you as a, mm-hmm. as a playing sports as a kid, if you rub the denker rub him and then you need to go to the bathroom before you went out on the field, yeah. you could get denker rub in other spots so you didn't want it on yeah. the other head. And that was enough to get you going before the game too. So who, who knows? That might have been part of his ritual as well. He's onto something, the big ogre. But yeah, other little things like I guess people wearing the same socks and undies, sitting in the same spot in the dressing room. Uh, I saw Darren Lockyer always wrapped his boots three times uh, with the the tape and stuff. And what about you, mate? Anything you see from like the the supporters side of things or anything else? Yeah, look, I, I I was never super superstitious, if that's a good way of saying it. I just got what I needed to do and got out there. But um. I think from supporters, they're they're the mad bunch, right? Like they don't wash yeah. the jersey. If you win one week, you wear it again for the next week, or you never. I've had scarfs that I haven't washed that have been to grand finals and kept them, uh-huh. and I'm not. It's got pies spilled on it and beer, but it's all right. No, I'm not washing yeah. it until you know. Yeah. So there's a lot of that that goes on. Um, face painting kind of stuff. Um, what I've noticed this week coming into the the NRL grand final is is para fans are, um, they're the proper tragic fans, right? They've oh yeah, they they get right into it, but. Um, the butchers, I don't know if you've noticed, Parramatta butchers, and I can remember this when they when they won back in 86 and um, even coming into other grand finals since then, but there's a butcher out there that makes blue and gold sausages when the Eels make the final. So they've, they've, they've reappeared yeah. again this week, so you can buy yourself some beautifully coloured blue and gold snags for the Barbie. Would you go the blue or the gold first? I have no idea. I think one of each on a <laughs> a piece of bread you got to put them together don't you they don't work separately yeah that's it that's, that's probably that's superstition true. there if you don't have one of each at the same time yep. yep um so look that that kind of stuff's fun and i think we'll see more of that in the coming days or footage of that something else i picked up too for eels fans which i think they might be happy is that uh, andrew voss is a lucky charm for the eels as far as a commentator so they've won all 10 games that he's called this year which i thought was was interesting yeah now, i wonder if para fans or players uh, hanging on Vossi getting involved. And you, you might know he, he'd be part of the commentary team, wouldn't he, for the granny? Well, 
Fox do their own call, but that only gets shown after the fact. Channel 9 has exclusive rights to the GF, Origins, and all the big games. So I does that count? Like, he might do the call for Fox, but that, that doesn't get shown live. It's the Channel 9 feed that gets shown live. So, I, I mate, I don't know. Interesting. Mm. Okay. Yeah, I think Paris probably started a petition. <laughs> so, does anyone else broadcast it? Does Triple M do their broadcast? Yeah, and all the radio, radio and stuff. He'd be on yeah. radio, wouldn't he? Wouldn't he be part of that? Well, he's. I think he'll be part of the Fox call, which... Unfortunately, isn't yeah for Eels fans is is not live. So I, I, don't, I don't know, don't know how that works. Maybe it'll still work. Who, who knows? The the Vossi, well, I guess it's not a hoodoo, is it? It's it's a good thing. So yeah. Uh, well, look outside of that, I just thought I'd bring up a little bit of uh, NRL history, or or it wasn't the NRL yep. back then, New South Wales Rugby League when Para last won back in nineteen eighty six. Um, it was the same year that Paris Stadium was actually open. So. Prior to that, it was Cumberland Oval. Uh, and my yeah. old man took me out to watch a Saints para game oh, early 80s, like 83 or 82 or something like that. Um, uh, para versus St. George, he was a Saints fan. And I decided I'd go for the other team. I'm going to go for the team against your team, Dad. That's, that's how the tradition yeah. started of going for Paris. That's, so That's how I started going for Newcastle. <laughs> Dad was watching Manly Newcastle. Pretty ballsy. Went, You're like, uh, yep. Dad, don't like your team. I'm going to go for the other yep. team. So I was I'm competitive. I was competitive, or we were obviously both competitive back then. So yep. I remember watching at the old Oval. So that year, 86, brand new stadium. Para won everything. They won the preseason. They won the midweek Panasonic Cup. Now, I remember yep. going to those games. I think I went to a Para Balmain game at uh, Leichhardt midweek on a Wednesday. Panasonic Cup. So they won that. They were minor premiers, and then they won the granny. Pretty exceptional year. Haven't been able to, haven't been able to recapture that since. Um, yeah. Also, Also in 86... Top Gun was the number one movie. Guess what? It's what the number one movie this year. Yep. Superstition, Running Rife. It's a sign. Have you seen it? I have seen it. I have seen it. Yes. I thought it was pretty good. I, was, yeah, uh, so I went I. in with low so expectations, but it was very good. Maybe that's what I should do with the grand final, going with low expectations. There you go. I'm pretty year. certain my partner, who can hear me right now, dragged me along uh, for some of the – Scenes with the blokes with their shirts off, Miles Teller and stuff. So, yeah. Anyway, good movie. Good movie all the same. Mate, as you were saying, you went and saw the Panasonic Cup. You might have been a little bit young then to to have a couple. But if you were going to have a beer for a, a Parramatta win, what would you be celebrating with? Well, I took a look at the nearest brewery to the stadium out at Homebush because yep. if I was heading out there, I'd go for a bit of a warm-up. And the mm-hmm. closest is in Five Dock. It's a great brewery called Akasha Brewing. Okay. Those guys have been around for a while, but yeah, close vicinity to the ground. So if you are heading out there, I recommend going in there for a couple of couple of warm-ups. They make a cracking IPA, well, a, a range of very good IPAs um, that yeah. I quite enjoy. But yeah, that'd be my brewery of the week, my grand final pre-match warm-up brewery of the week. That's what I'm calling it. I like it, mate. Yeah, we'll have to get out there one day and go watch a game. Obviously not this one, but yeah, one in the future would be, be nice. So as we do each week, we decide if we will have an ale or bale on someone, celeb, minor celeb, mythical character, whoever it might be. This week, we've decided to throw up uh, an Aussie rock icon legend, Jimmy Barnes. Now, he's part of the halftime entertainment, if I'm correct. Yep. Yeah, halftime. 
Oh, um, no, so, uh, pre-game, sorry, pre-game. 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 Because yeah. I think halftime's Parkway Drive, right? Is it? Okay. Yeah, right, right. Because yeah. Parkway Drive were a bit of a controversial call, in a good way, I think, because yeah. they're going to be big, yeah. they're going to be loud. So, yeah. I, uh, Barnsley's the same, right? He's going to be he's going to oh, be yeah. scorching, scorching the tonsils, yeah. belting it For out. Sure. Is he yeah. doing the national anthem? That'd be interesting. Well, he has done previously, after Adam Hills did it, on Spicks and Specs, he did Adam Hills did Working Class Man in the tune of the National Anthem. So, um, I'll t- I yeah. just prefer Barnsley to do it than and mm. the current touring um, musical playing in yeah, Sydney. Yeah, Where really Andrew start from that, and you're like, who the hell is this yeah. melting out op- opera style? We want Barnsley style. So Barnsley would be good if he was doing the the anthem, I reckon. But he's going to be good yep. fun. The question remains, though, Friendy, Ale or Bale with with Barnsley. If I say bail to this, my mother will disown me and put me up for adoption or whatever it may be. She will not talk to me ever again. I've been raised as the biggest cold chisel family fan ever. Um, yeah, I'm definitely having an ale with Jimmy Barnes and I reckon it might be a few. How about you, mate? Yeah, I think not just your mum, maybe half the country would be screaming yeah. at you if you want to bail on bail on Jimmy. Mate, he'd be a yeah. classic to have a beer with. I, I think he's uh, back in his youth, it might have not been beer. It would have been anything to get his hands on and, you know, yeah. plenty of hard hard liquor and late nights. So, yeah. Um, yeah, look, I'd love to have a beer with Jimmy. Grand final would be good fun. Half time, sit, sit through the game. Yeah. I think he's uh, he's a likeable likeable character as well as a bit of a rock legend. So Absolutely. He's a mad Tigers fan. So he does he really? have some interest in the NRL. Yeah, yeah, he does like okay. the NRL. Will he have um, the the customary tiger scarf around the neck while he performs? I notice how a lot of performers do that, even if their team's not in the granny. It's like that little yeah. nod to their team. Yeah, well, he's he's not he's not backwards in coming forwards, Jimmy. So he's not afraid to do that sort of stuff. Um, yeah, maybe he will. I guess have a look out for the tiger's scarf on the neck. Check the sports bet odds. I bet you can probably bet on that too. Yeah, that's Will Barnes yeah, yeah, wear yeah. a Balmain scarf. Yeah. Well, speaking of the game, Josh, I reckon I know who you're going to tip, but talk me through what you've got in the Sunday's big matchup for the Eels. Are you going to go with the Eels or? Yeah, I've got to go for the Eels. I know they're, um, well, they're definitely not favourites. Um, that's for sure. Mm. But like I said, I think they play they play good, exciting footy. So I'm actually quite excited about the, the grand final. Yeah. Um, I never really miss one, but I don't always watch a lot of games throughout the year, but um, they've been quite fun to, to watch and follow for the highs and the lows. Yeah. Uh, I think they're in with a good shot. I'm going to back the Eels to win, but I think it'll be a close one. I think it might be high scoring, but I think the, the margin will be close. So I'm going Eels by four. What about you, bud? Nice, mate. Well, I wish you all the best with that. Yeah, I like the Panthers, uh, but I think it'll be close-ish. I'll be going Penrith by about eight, roughly. Um, and for me, I'll have a little go at first try and Clive Churchill, um, but that might come up in our our bet of the week, I guess. So we do like to have a small wager each week just for fun. We always try and do it responsibly. Mine sort of ties in together. My Clive Churchill, I'm going to go for Viliami Kikau, who is $26 by himself, the big back rower on the edge for Penrith. Yep. But to do that, I really think the position he plays probably won't have enough touches to influence the game heaps. So when he does get his touches, they're going to have to count. And I think 
he's going to need to score a try to win that award. And why not first try? So if Viliami Kikau scores first try into the Clive Churchill, it's $151. So I might have a little fiver on that. Could be gone in the first minute. Who knows? But for one to happen, I think the other might have to happen. So there you go. I might look like a genius come Sunday night. You might. I like your rationale, mate. It's very tidy. Mm. Look, I've uh, I've stuck with the Eels to win one to twelve, um, yep. and Gutherson and To'o to score uh, at any time will give you nineteen fifty. Yep. So there's some juicy odds in the NRL considering the Eels aren't favourites. So um, yeah, that's my little little wager for the week. I like it, mate. Looks good to me. Um, yeah, I, I've been good chatting again, mate, and I, I do wish you all the best. Where are you watching on Sunday? Um, not too sure yet. Maybe, maybe at home, but maybe just down at uh, one of the local breweries. I think we'll um, we'll see yeah, how cool. the how the day unfolds. But um, looking forward to it. Me too, mate. Yeah, we have got a few people coming over, so hopefully have a good arvo into a bit of a good night as well. Happy days. All right, that probably wraps us up for the week, uh, the grand final week. Uh, enjoy your week ahead, and thanks everybody for listening in. Tell your mates to. Uh, Check us out on all their streaming platforms, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and the rest. Yeah, follow us on social media, Twitter, Facebook, everything you get. Keep an eye out for some updates because the shows now, we might be doing um, more around big events and things like that. And then the weekly stuff will start again for the next footy season. So keep an eye on that. We might put some more stuff up there. Yeah, the summer specials might be around things like Cup Day and... uh, yep special cricket events and things. So yeah, keep your eyes peeled for our, our special events and uh, wherever you are this weekend, enjoy your beers in the sheds.